You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Delany Williams, joined by my co-host Landry Holmes. Delany, good to see you today. How are you? You as well, Landry. You know, we have an exciting podcast, as we do each week, but an exciting episode this week because it is time for another big truth session. And so, as, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is yes. big truth session? Tell big me, truth tell me session is at the end of each unit, the last session of each unit, we take more of a a deeper approach or a doctrine approach. Also, we talk about those doctrines related to our big picture question and answer. And so sometimes these sessions follow in order chronologically to where we are. And sometimes they, they do not, such as this week, we're actually going to be in first Peter. You know, we have, we have been in the book of numbers, but we are going to skip ahead to First Peter 1, and then we'll be back in chronological order in the next session as well. And so this session, we're going to be talking about no one is like God. And so, you know, when I think about the big, big idea for this session, think about how God is unlike anything he created. Only God is perfectly holy, good, and loving. Even though we are separated from him because of sin, Jesus's life, death, and resurrection made the way for us to be reconciled to God. When we have faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit works in our lives to transform us to be more and more like God every day. So in that way, we can be holy as God is holy. So this is going to be an exciting exciting episode, exciting lesson to teach the boys and girls in our ministries. As we, as we look ahead to some of the activities that may need a little extra prep time, I want to go ahead and highlight one in our babies and toddlers guide. And it's actually a transition activity and it's called practice the key passage phrase. And so what you'll be doing is you'll be hiding index cards that have words of the key passage phrase written on them, but you'll be hiding those index cards around the room. A tip I want to give our teachers is before the activity, show the boys and girls what a blank index card looks like, because they may, you want to give them an example of what they're going to be searching for and looking for around the room. Now, also make sure that whenever you're hiding, you're quote hiding the, the cards around the room, that you go ahead and place them in places that they'll be able to see and it won't be too difficult for them to find in this activity. Now, remember, they're not able to read, but as they find the cards and they, they bring them to you and you talk about the key passage phrase, point to each word and say it say the word as you point to it. And then you can also hide the cards again, and then they'll find it. And I want to encourage you also to, as I mentioned, to say the word as you point to it on each card, but also say the phrase for them again and encourage them to try to repeat it back to you as well. And so we know preschoolers learn through repetition. 
And so this is an activity that they will enjoy finding the cards and bringing them to you and then hiding them again and repeating this activity. And so it's one that can be done like it suggested during transition or also just throughout the session repeatedly. And so that is practice the key passage phrase. Also in our younger preschool leader guide, there's an activity called list things we know about God. And so with these instructions, it tells you to write, print their answers and draw a simple picture next to the word. Just to give a little clarification of why those instructions are written that way is because the drawings will help preschoolers recognize their answers. We know that they, many in that age group, maybe learning their letters. So more than likely they, they aren't reading. And so drawing a simple picture right by there will also help them recognize their answer as you say it. So just draw or write the word, print out the word, and then draw a simple picture right next to it. Then there's also a fun activity and bonus teaching hour called record the key passage phrase. So this is just a reminder for any type of activity that you, you're recording that if it is audio, video, or taking pictures, make sure to follow your church's ministry policies and procedures for recording audio, video, and taking pictures as it relates to preschoolers and kids. So those, that's with our younger preschool resource. Now going to our older preschool, there's an activity called Do the Opposite. And so a little hint for this activity is try to have a leader to model what is opposite to help the preschoolers decide for this activity. And that will help guide the activity as well. And so as you read the instructions, that tip will be, be helpful and, and make more sense as you lead the activity. Also, there is an activity called study change. And so for this, you wanna make sure to gather nature items that visibly change with the seasons. So it may be Landry that some people want to go get some flowers and non-poisonous flowers from a local store, or maybe you have some in, in your yard that you're growing. And so you cut those, you collect those early in the week, and then you end up not watering them. And Landry, what's gonna happen if you don't water flowers for a few days? Do you think they might get a little wilted? That's what I'm thinking. And that, that's what the idea is behind there. So they're visibly going to change. And so they won't be as beautiful on Sunday or whenever you're teaching this session. And so this will be a good hands-on visual for them to see how landscape items can change. And so another idea, if you don't have the non-poisonous flowers, make sure to clarify non-poisonous flowers, um, you could gather some other um, evergreens or dried leaves. And as a reminder, since you're working with nature items, make sure to post that allergy alert. Then as we look at our preschool worship resource, there's an activity called Create a Picture Gallery. The boys and girls are supposed to look through children's Bibles, or even you could pull some previously used um, Bible story pictures, maybe from earlier sessions, even months earlier and all, and pictures of Jesus. And so boys and girls will use these pictures as a guide or a reference to help them draw their own picture of Jesus. Now, I, I do want to remind 
our teachers that this is a good opportunity, this activity is a great opportunity to remind preschoolers that we don't know exactly what Jesus looks like. We have gathered information and based on heritage, this is what we think he looks like. And so we want to make sure to help them understand that and that we're using the pictures as a reference and a guide. Then there is an activity called Arrange a Bouquet. And so with this activity, this is a great opportunity to minister to some people in your church that may not be able to attend church because of health reasons. And so this is something that you can work with your church leaders to find someone that would really benefit, would really feel ministered to and encouraged by having this bouquet given to them. And so I, the other part of that is I love the intergenerational uh, ministry that can go on that can happen because of an activity like this. And I think that's important that we teach boys and girls, even at a young age, to how they can encourage and minister other, to others in the church. So Landry, we had a lot of preschool activities to share with our listeners today. And so will you go ahead and share with them about our kids' activities? Sure. In Younger Kids, there's a session starter called Completely Unique. It's option two, Completely Unique. And in that activity, as you read it, you'll see that you are to make a unique squiggly line on individual sheets of paper for every child in the group. Now, if you have a, a large group, rather than trying to come up with 20 squiggly lines that are all different, which I would have a challenge, that would be a challenge for me, only prepare five to 10 different squiggly lines and then uh, make equal numbers of copies for, for each. And then what you would have is that kids would uh, be in groups and they would have a squiggle. Uh, it may not be unique, but it would be unique in their group. And so uh, it still would be unique within their group. So it would still work and it would still function. And you had some good ideas a while ago, Delaney, as you and I were talking before the podcast about, okay, you give a child a squiggly line and you tell them to make artwork out of it, what would they make? And you had an idea. So maybe kids are struggling with it. And uh, let's see, Delaney, you said you could make a snake out of one. I think you were talking about last week's session. Um, Maybe yeah, I, you make it. I just thought it could be a balloon, like you're holding on to a balloon. You know, they could draw oh, a balloon at the top of it. There you um, go. Uh, you mentioned a uh, could be a water hose, right? Uh, outside of house in the in the yard of a house, water hose, or what do some people call it? Um, garden hose. Garden hose. There's something else that has the word pipe in it. They call it um, hose pipe. Okay. Hose pipe. I, you know, it, that's a regional term. I think we have, anyway, I'm getting. I may have to search that one. But you know, you, may, you could also make a squiggly line into a road because I oh, know there yes. are some roads that are very curvy and squiggly. squiggly. <laughs> yes. So just have fun with it. The point is each child has a unique squiggly line. What does that have to do with anything? Let's do that that no one is like God. God is holy. Uh, activity choice option two, it doesn't fit. This is a pretty tricky activity because you're giving 
kids a, a group of words that describe uh, uh, items that are names for items, and they are to come up with the one that doesn't make sense. Well, and doesn't fit. Well, Delany and I were doing this, and I got to demonstrate what I'm about to tell you is that you have the right answer in your leader guide, but they may come up with an answer that's not in your leader guide, but it still fits. So do like I did with my friend Delany and say, you know what, that is a really good answer. You are correct. And another answer is, and then I share the other answer. So just be sure that nobody feels embarrassed. It may not be the answer you're thinking of, but it's still a good answer. You did a great well, we, job. No, I was just saying you did a great job not embarrassing me for having a different answer than it was listed. So that, did I affirm you? Tell me you did. did affirm you me. did. Okay. You affirmed. And you, as you read those, you're going to think, this is too hard. This is tricky. That's the whole point <laughs> is, is that, that it is tricky. So as you read uh, and look in your leader guide about how to explain it to kids, you're explaining that, uh, well, that's tricky. Uh, there's nothing tricky about the truth that God is holy and that that is a truth that is not hidden. It is a, a truth that is not tricky, right? It's God is holy. But anyway, it can be it can be uh, a lot, a lot of fun. And I think you would enjoy doing that. Just make sure that you validate children's answers and not embarrass, not embarrass them at all. Okay, so there's another activity in older kids. That's activity choice option one called Living on Mission. And this missions activity will prompt kids to plan and perform a, a short skit to act out ways they could share the gospel using one or four strategies. Uh, you might want to enhance the activity by providing props for them, encourage them, and realize this is an activity that can really help them practice sharing their faith with their with their friends. Delaney, we don't always talk about kids worship or midweek. I, I did want to mention a couple of, of activities in midweek. And one of that is washing feet. Really think through this for the session uh, and a plan accordingly. There's several options laid out in, in the book. Be sensitive to those children that don't want anybody touching their feet. Don't make them participate. Uh, because then they're just going to be thinking of how uncomfortable they were rather than learning the point that you're trying to teach of service. And if you don't want to use water, uh, I know of a teacher one time used lotion. So just think through different ways to do it and think through your children and, and what uh, would be a positive experience for them. Or have them wash your feet if you don't mind them washing your feet. The other thing that I wanted before I before I, we move into uh, really kind of what excites us about the session is that another activity in midweek is to read to younger classes. And so be sure you contact your preschool ministry leaders before the session to arrange it so that it's part of their schedule that day. If it's not possible, follow your church's security procedures and record kids reading books for preschoolers that they can watch later. And be sure to gather good books for them to read before the session. And I would suggest, since we are in a Bible learning environment, to use realistic books and uh, as opposed to fantasy books. And there's lots of good books out there that are realistic and, and that can uh, teach biblical truth that the other kids can read for preschoolers. So, Delhi, 
I mentioned that we're going to talk about what excites us or stands out in the session. So what excites you? Well, when I think about, you know, for a few earlier sessions, we talked about that we are introducing a new word, holy, for some of our, our preschoolers, that word holy. And this session, we really talk more about holy and holiness and, and what that means. And so I'm excited that we'll be able to, to help preschool, well, kids, but especially preschoolers really understand what that concept means. I do want to remind our teachers that you may have some children that they haven't been there the other weeks that you've talked about what the word holy is. And also we know that preschoolers learn through repetition. So we need to remind them of what holy means. And also keep in mind that preschoolers are concrete thinkers. And so whenever you say the word holy, they may think of something that has a hole in it. And so you need to help them understand what the word holy in this frame and, and for our Bible learning environment means. And I think going back to the big picture question and answer is a great way to reinforce what holy means, what holiness means. And I want us to remember too that it's more than just having the, the kids say the word, but it's helping them understand what it means as well. And as we talk about it, and so helping them to also see that God is holy, but also what, how can they understand what holiness looks like based on their age, their characteristics, how can we help them understand that? So that's what I'm really excited about. How about for you, Landry? Well, really, just like you, Delaney, I'm excited that we get to teach the concept of holiness in age-suitable ways. I mean, I, as an adult, don't completely understand holiness, but I do know that God is holy and that he wants me to be holy. I will not be holy as God is holy completely because of my fallen nature. But because of Christ, God does redeem me. And rather than thinking, well, I can't be completely holy because I sin and I mess up. I'm just not going to try. I can say through my relationship with Jesus, then I can have a relationship with God who is a holy God, who is making me more holy if I allow him to. Every day, through the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, God will make me more holy each day. So it's not something that I say, well, I'm imperfect. I'm just going to try to stay that way. Instead, I can say, I'm going to try to be more like Jesus every day. I cannot do it on my own. But God, through the Holy Spirit, will enable me to grow to be more like Jesus every day. And in that way, I'll be growing more holy every day. That's a great word, Landry, and I appreciate you sharing that. And I know that it, Lord, use that to remind me of things that I needed to hear about this session as a teacher as well. And so I know our leaders are encouraged to hear that as well. So we want to thank you listeners for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. 
For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.